Well, let's uh, take a look at the long-running Atira Housing uh, Society story. Of course, you've been following the news uh, today on CKNW. The CEO of Atira Women's Resource Society uh, resigned from her post uh, a week after her organization's financial practices um, were thrust into the spotlight. Janice Abbott announced her resignation uh, this morning, and uh, it has been quite interesting. It, this this whole housing society and BC Housing itself has been in the news after a long-awaited financial audit revealed that there was serious mismanagement and conflict of interest issues between the Crown Corporation and Atira. Ms. Abbott, of course, uh, was the CEO of Atira Women's Resource Society. And then, of course, her husband um, was at one point the CEO of uh, BC Housing. Joining me now to talk about this issue uh, is Richard Zussman, Global BC's legislative reporter. Richard, thank you for joining us. My pleasure, Josh. Thanks for having me. So, uh, not that the story ends here, but what what, what happens now? I mean, uh, we expected her to eventually uh, step down, even though it looks like it took them a while to read the room. What happens now? Yeah, so what happens now is the province is still making an assessment about whether uh, ATIRA will continue to receive funding through BC Housing. So there are a number of criteria that ATIRA needs to meet. Uh, one of those is the change in leadership. We have that change of leadership now, but there are a number of others, including this third-party audit we now know will be conducted by KPMG, a physical inspection of the buildings. You know, these... Um, findings around Atira are not new. You know, there have been concerns that have been raised for years around the state of some of these buildings, the management of some of these buildings, and the province is now stepping in due to these concerns to help do a full assessment. So a decision still needs, needs to be made. And it's also really important to note that all Joe Janice Abbott may be gone. The board is still very much in place. And the behavior of the board over the last week needs to be questioned. They sent out a statement within 24 hours of this audit being released. They sent it out through media channels at midnight. Uh, saying that uh, the organization and Janice Abbott had done nothing wrong and they stood by her. Uh, And then they sent out another statement on Friday saying that, uh, oh, they will allow a third-party review, but we get to choose the parameters of that review. Uh, And then now we find out this resignation of Janice Abbott today. So there are some serious questions about that board. And although the Premier said today that uh, the resignation of Janice Abbott helps to restore some trust, There are some serious questions about whether that trust can be fully restored while the same board remains in place. The province has few tools to to remove a board, but there may continue to be public attention and public pressure uh, because of what we've seen unfold over the last seven days. And ultimately, BC Housing, ultimately uh, the provincial government are are the ones who are providing the funding. Uh, There's limited, one would assume, uh, the board itself has to walk a very, very thin line here and and say, wait a minute, we can't afford to be annoying the provincial government. Your CEO's already um, sort of walked the plank at this point. They've got to be very careful. Yeah, and I think there was a lack of that carefulness early on here because uh, Atira uh, relies heavily on BC Housing. Mm-hmm. And yes, they have a private wing, uh, which was not part of this forensic audit. And there are questions around how that uh, for m- money-making side of Atira works. But within the side where the majority of contracts come to BC Housing, the non-profit side, uh, they need this money. That Their sole Um, source of money to provide this housing comes from the province and they have a commitment to those uh, women and children who live in their facilities 
to ensure that there is a safe place for them to live. And the only way to ensure that is through proper, stable funding. And the board does need to tread carefully, as you say. And and I would be surprised uh, if this is the end of changes at Atira. We likely will see some changes to the board. There is a commitment now to welcome someone from government on that board, and we'll see what sort of um, changes come from that sort of oversight. Was the border, Ms. Abbott, just oblivious? Were they arrogant? What, I mean, what got them to this point? I'm like, I'm just shaking my head. I just quickly, yeah. how, why does it take you till today to say, you know, I'm going to step down? Because it's not like there was some disagreement. The comments that were made in that audit in regards to the way Mr. Ramsey, uh, Janice Abbott, Abbott's husband, and the way Atira ran things was just appalling. Like, what, what and it's hard to read the tea leaves here, but was it arrogance? Was it just they were oblivious to this? I don't understand. Like, give, Walk me through this a little bit. I, I think that those are two good adjectives to use about what's unfolded over the last week. I think there was a sense of arrogance. I think there was a standstill in place here where Atira was pointing to the great work that they have done in, in many places, but did not remember or, or want to remember some of the huge criticism that they faced, very legitimate criticism about the way that they have managed a lot of their buildings. And then on top of that, the significant criticism around this conflict of interest, they were tone deaf to the concerns from the public. And there was also, uh, based on how quickly this was happening, I think they were oblivious towards that as well. The government was unrelenting here. And as the government faced more pressure from the opposition, the stakes went up and up and up. Because as BC United tried to blame this on the government, the only out for government ultimately uh, was to see some changes that tear up. Because if those changes never came, it would be easy for BC United to blame the government for an action. So uh, the board and, and Janice Abbott, I think, felt that this was going to go away. Uh, but for various reasons, it wasn't going to go away. And that ultimately led to the decision today, I think. I mean, the government doesn't look good here. And I think the opposition's done a really good job in regards to pointing out um, uh, some of the holes in Mr. Eby's uh, argument. Um, but I also am looking at a, an old article. I think it's from 2012. Um, and it says, it's from the province. It says, quote, when asked in 2011 about the Ramsey-Abbott marriage and the potential conflict of interest, Coleman, being Rich Coleman, the then housing minister for the BC Liberals, Coleman laughed it off and says, quote, non-issue. <laughs> well, turns out there's a bit of an issue, yeah. judging by what happened many years later. Um, my sense is that, you know, as long as we're building social housing, whether it be the BC Liberals or BC NDP, there was a tendency in both governments to sort of say, you know what, things are getting done. It's not all perfect. Yes, uh, you know, we we may not agree with how things are run over there, but it's we're building things. And they both kind of, and both governments sort of stepped away and did not provide perhaps the, the guidance and uh, did not have the involvement when it comes to governance that probably was required and needed. Yeah, I think all of this is a reminder that these are substantial contracts that are rewarded, substantial projects. And as we see a commitment from government to build more and more housing, to commit more and more to this, there needs to be greater oversight in that. And I think uh, there was a lack of realization from that, from the previous government, from the current government, and there will be a greater role from government that when such significant uh, public funds are going into this, there needs to be accountability for that, not just in terms of where the money is being spent, but really on how that is being administered as well. Mm -hmm. Richard, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, my pleasure as always. Thanks, Jess.